Hey, Kaiju lovers, Nathan here, coming to you OOC, out of character. You may have noticed that I'm still trying to catch up on uh, all of my podcast publishing. I have a lot of things recorded. Editing takes longer than I expected, and then for those story sequences, I'm trying to get those written, and I'm trying to get lines from the actors and all that fun stuff, so everything is just... Taking longer than I expected didn't help that I had to take a lot of time off from doing podcast stuff thanks to G-Fest and all of that, but I wanted to give you at least a little something in the feed to listen to. What you are about to hear are the outtakes and tangents from the episode I did on Little Shop of Horrors with Damon Noyes. I'm sharing it with all of you who are not members of MIFV Max on Patreon, so you can get a little bit of a taste of the sort of bonus content that you get by being a member of MIFV Max. Plus, I'm sharing this one in particular because there was an entire side tangent related to Faustian deals in other kinds of stories that I had to cut for time, and I wish I didn't have to because it was a really great part of our conversation, but now you get to hear it. So, Damon, I know you're listening to this. I hope you have a wonderful time listening to this part of the conversation that I unfortunately had to take out. Thank you very much, everyone. I will get us back on track as best I can. All right? If you're the praying type, be praying for me because I'm going to need it. All right, so I'm recording on the soundboard. I will hit record on here. And now we are eating up the, like, six and a half hours I still have left on this thing well, for the month. I, w- I wish it would give you, like, a progress bar. I kind of um, wish it would too. There's like I said, there's some little things that I so I can see the levels and so I can make sure. Like I liked Zencaster because if if my mic ever got disconnected from from the from the program, it would tell me because yeah. it would just tell me in in real time. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is that hasn't been an issue because we've I've not there were we had no disconnects at all. Well, when uh, when I used this with Danny and Damon last week, so. Well, enough of the enough of the nonsense. We're jabbering on like Travis, and that's <laughs> about that stupid Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Yes, quite. <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> yes, quite. You're gonna have so many characters in your head. <laughs> yes, quite. I already have. Listen, Mister Marchand, I have already. I have a ton of different characters in my head. Of course. Uh, <laughs> you want Doctor Dorif to have a brother or something, don't? I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Marchant. <laughs> anyway, okay. all right, let me get through the let me get through this little monologue and then we'll get into it. All right, all right. here we go. All right. Mr. Winter's weekly updates are a great pep talk for everyone here on the island and especially for myself. Uh, oh, hang on. I ad li- I ab libbed a little bit too much there. Yeah, Sorry you about did. that. <laughs> I did. I went a little too I went a little bit too far into the detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just start over. My favorite is Mr. Winter's weekly update and pep talks. Uh, called something like um, uh, Here, I'll make this a little easier. There you go. Weekly updates and pep talks. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> Hashtag dad joke. 
<clears throat> well, as of this morning, Mr. Ma... <clears throat> well, that was a little bit too British. Hang on. <clears throat> <laughs> yes, quite. <laughs> yes, quite. Yes, quite. <clears throat> Mr. Marchand, did I ever tell you that I used to want to be a country music singer? I was... Shoot, how did I, how'd I say that last time? <laughs> Uh, you basically, from what I remember, you reversed it. I, I reversed it? Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah but, uh, I think it was, uh, you know, yeah, but tell you I wanted to be a country music star, because wailing and dealing and uh, something after that. Okay, here we go. Here, I've got it. I've got it. <clears throat> Mr. Monchan, my hand. But maybe I can use this to figure out what he's up to. Or you can use it to kiss his own ass. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure Jack might, you know, in some perverse way enjoy that. So, <laughs> Old Jackie boy, he's a he's a wonderful old son of a bitch, isn't he? Yeah, yep. Oh, uh, speaking of SOBs, I actually found out that the director of Son of Blob actually referred to it as SOB. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. I started. I, oh, I'm joy. too used. I'm too used to the Zencaster countdown. I have to admit. Yeah, no, he's now just <laughs> starts. Three, two, one, record. I I kind of missed that, but anyway, I uh, I gotta say, overall, I'm leaning toward this a little bit more. But I you know I still have like four weeks left of this 30 day trial, so we'll okay. see how it goes. <laughs> well, let's give her a shot. Let's give her a shot. Well, now we need to test the all important sound effects. So, what good. about our what about our uh, battleship? <laughs> <laughs> I love Michael's comment. No more. No more. Oh, did no he? More. Uh, did you see him post it? Yes, did, I did. He posted it. No more. It's too much. So <laughs> maybe I was just reading. I was just reading what you wrote. Yeah, I think he was just saying, "No more, no more." It was good one. speakers. He wasn't prepared for it. He's oh, like, "How loud yeah, is like, he listening It's to fine because it? it's the giant claw, but I don't think you should do it again. <laughs> well, you know, giant claw isn't. He may be as big as a battleship, but he is a starship. But he is a starship. There we go. There's my phasers. <laughs> no, photon, photon torpedoes. <laughs> yes, it echoes too. Awesome. <sighs> oh my gosh, we had so much fun. <laughs> that was we we talked way longer than I thought we were. I when I was finished when I finished editing it because it was actually a pretty easy edit because I'm just like. Okay, that could stay, that could stay. There wasn't a whole lot I needed to cut. And then when I was finished, I'm like, it's that long? This is almost as long as Kong 05? What the it's frick? It's, it's the giant claw! <laughs> well, we had a lot of information to talk about. And your info dump was... Uh, or your toku toku topic. The toku topic, the antimatter. Yeah, was a lot. Was a lot of information. I it was. I thought I had going. condensed it. To be honest, I you was did. like. And then you said, "Well, I I still have other stuff to talk about, but I think I'm going to end it right here because <laughs> there's a lot of stuff." And I was like, yeah, okay." Yeah, so much, so much. And I appreciated your contributions to the toku topic because, no joke, no joke. Travis complained off air. It didn't make the cut about how he's like, Nathan could just record the token topics on his own, but he keeps having people on for it. I'm like, because I want to include people.
well, you like to engage, get some, get a dialogue going. Yeah. Perhaps someone else knows a little tidbit about yeah, what you're talking people about. People know stuff about it, and or I they just, research I, it I was, too, yeah. or you know, you know, when they I just want to make silly comments. I mean, <laughs> well, when I was in college, I happened, I was a theater major with a history minor, and I happened to have free time at some point, and I sat in on a um, a physics class that just happened to be talking about black holes. Now, there was a lot of people in this class. I was in the back and he's and he's talking about uh, the event horizon. Does anybody know what an event horizon is? And I threw up my hand and he, I was the first one apparently. And he went, yeah, you in the back, what's your name? I said, Damon, he says, we looked down and he said, you're not in my class. And, no, I just, I was passing by and I heard what you were talking about. And I thought I'd be interested. He says, well, what do you know about event horizons? And I rattled off what I knew about them, uh, which is apparently a lot for a layman. And he went, that is absolutely correct. And I was talking about time dilation and, and you know, light and blah, blah, blah. And everybody was kind of looking at me like, where the hell did you come from? Yeah. And he said, can you tell me, can you tell me, are you a scientist? I said, no, I'm in theater. And he starts laughing. He says, "Well, how did how did you know so much about this?" And I went, "Star Trek." <laughs> and everybody starts laughing. And he holds up his hand. He said, "Don't laugh. He's right. They get science correct more often than they don't." <laughs> Gotta love it. And I was like, "Yeah, Star I Trek is it. educational." <laughs> yes, it is. Sometimes, except when they're shooting neutrinos at everything. <laughs> per our last episode. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, okay. Anyway, so the also was wondering, would you be interested in doing a plot synopsis for this movie? I would have to get some handy dandy. Let's see if I can find one. Okay. Uh, Especially if I run some epic music behind it. Probably something <laughs> from the show. Because you have that would to. Be, that would be awesome. Um, I don't know which song to use, though. Um, don't feed the plants. It would, there should be an instrumental version of "Don't Feed the Plants" <laughs> from the movie somewhere. or from the stage show. No. Um, the song is the same either way. Okay, um, but there should be I, there should be an instrumental version of it somewhere. Yeah, it probably um, is. Probably is. And my I think my brother actually does have the soundtrack. Pretty sure, because I because I have Mean Green Mother on my iTunes. From that CD. That's I I I I live for that CD. I play. There's not a song on there I don't like. I I play it all the way through. I sing it all the time. And uh, the only the reason I'm probably not going to sing, or if I do, it's going to be really bad. Uh, <laughs> I encourage is, singing. <laughs> the only reason I'm not I might not is um. I'm feeling like my allergies. I'm feeling like right at the top of my esophagus. And oh, no. I, I lost my upper register. I was actually trying to sing today. It's like, oh, oh, why can't I sing through that? Oh, it's because I lost it. Oh, that, that disappoints me because I w I'm probably going to break out at least into a few. Oh, I, I there's. I, Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> Feed me all night long. Come on, punk. Give me the meat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish my voice oh, my was green mother. 
I wish my voice was deeper so that I could actually sing that part. The guy we had in our stage play, he he was a baritone. He wasn't a bass, so he didn't have the the timber for it. But they had him mic'd and they like dropped the the treble on it so that he got a little bit more rumble to his ah. uh, his voice. So there are ways to work around it, but to have a, a an actual bass sing that part yeah. is, is well, uh, like yeah, you heard the uh, you heard the episode with the uh, the Crystal Lady adventure. With that, I because mm-hmm. I was trying to replicate what. What Bex did when she played the first monster of the week for right. that, and she tried to explain to me how she did. I'm like, okay, not sure how to do that. So basically, I kind of took the easy way. I pitched because you can hear it when you hear Pepper, or oh, not Pepper, when you hear Silkworm first before she, you know, reveals her costume. Uh, that's actually the, the actress's normal voice, and then what hmm. I did after that was I pitched her down a little bit and then added the slightest of echoes to do the monster, the quote-unquote monster voice. Okay. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's good for now. I'm sure there's a better way to do it, but that's good for now. <laughs> I'm trying to find... I've got several different uh, plot summaries that I'm looking at. Come on. Uh, synopsis. Oh, that's for the stage play. Yeah, they got to. Uh, you probably sure might want to put. Uh, oh, I uh, got the Wikipedia Little Shop of Horrors there. 1986 film or something. Yeah, I've got the. Uh... No. That's no. Nope. I better do that. Yeah. Uh... No, that's not Pult plot. Synopsis. One of the things I had to do for the giant claw was the plot synopsis on Wikipedia was abysmal because yeah. there were certain details I wanted to make sure that I got. And then weirdly enough, I, uh, I like I went to some of the kaiju wikis. They didn't really have anything uh, surprisingly, and the place I went to that had a freakishly in-depth plot synopsis was IMDb. Really? Yeah. The plot synopsis for the giant claw. Once you get past the short one that they put right, you know, right at the header. Right. Oh God. <laughs> I think it was at least twelve paragraphs. Huh. That's odd. Yeah, the one for. Yeah, the one for. Uh, on IMDb for this is a nerdy florist finds his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating plant who demands to be fed. And then it has a bunch of uh, other ones that fans, of, you know, other people have put in. It's like, Ugh. so I'm looking at, uh, what am I talking about? I'm looking at Google. I mean, this one's okay. It's it's pretty short. Mm-hmm. It not doesn't short, have to be long. It really doesn't need to be long and involved. I would say, you know, if you can find one that you can rattle off in a minute or less, that'd be good. Okay. Like 30 seconds to a minute, you know, just so we could, you know, spend enough, you know, have a, uh, justify having a little bit of time with some music, you know? Let's see. Uh, Seymour Crowbone is a nerdy orphan working at Mushnik's flower shop in Urban Skid Row. He harbors a crush on fellow co-worker Audrey and is berated by Mr. Mushnik daily. One day, Seymour is seeking a new mysterious plant and finds him. Yeah, no. 
well written. Probably should have told you about this sooner. So if you had, that would to, be, you that would have been, that would have been a nice, a nice heads up. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. That's I figured okay. you were. You're just like I've seen this so many times. I know exactly what it is. I'm just going to tell you. I wish I could, but I I want I like having things scripted for me so that ah. I you know I mean I can do improv, but I would start rambling if I did ah. that. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna excuse them. I'm just gonna go with the one that I have. Getting capped anyway. Yeah, I know, but I'm just just jaguar me out. Uh, what the jet jaguar? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about making that out. a thing on the show. What the jet jaguar did you just say? You don't want to know. That's why he beeped me. All right, let's see. <clears throat> 1986's Little Shop of Horrors. A meek flower shop assistant, Seymour, pines for co-worker Audrey. During a total eclipse of the sun, he discovers an unusual plant he names Audrey too in honor of the woman he loves, which feeds only on human flesh and blood. The growing plant attracts a great deal of business for Mushnik's flower shop, which he, which he works and was previously struggling. After Seymour feeds Audrey's boyfriend, Oren Scrivello, DDS, to the plant, he must become. He must come up with more bodies for the increasingly bloodthirsty plant. Oh, okay. I see. You. That's the Google synopsis, and you uh, yeah, expanded on it a little bit. See, sometimes a that's bit. the best way to go. Right there. I could have could have done more. Yeah, um, I would not be opposed to it. Yes. Just don't go too nuts. You know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. All right. And again. All right, let's get started on uh, on this proper. So you know the drill. I mean, you were just on the show. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> so is that your story? You just stayed on the island for a little. I stayed on the island. I was doing a little, you know, exploring and yeah, yeah, checking out. Did, the uh, uh, hung out on the beach for a little bit with Pamela on stuff like uh, that. She went home. She went home before. Oh, she I, went home. Okay. Yeah. Because, you know, she has to get back to work. Oh, she has apparently to get back to work. Apparently, I, 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 I just don't. like, I don't want to deliver any more mail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Although that would be kind of funny. It's just like, but I've got to tell you, the delivery system here on Monster Island needs a little work. I mean, the- <laughs> Well, you know, you have you have uh, minor kaiju delivering your mail, and they're notoriously yeah. <laughs> bad at handling packages. Yeah, yeah. So. Occasionally drones. but <laughs> There is that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, as much as I hate to do this because I know I technically I have limited time on this thing, I am going to take the quickest of bathroom breaks just to be safe. You go you go right ahead, man. Yeah. All right, let's get this uh, man-eating plant talk done. Let's get it in the can. Let's get it in the can. Yeah. Why are we? This this is not fifties. It's more like forties. <laughs> oh, well, I love that. I love that. Yeah, which I'll bring. That's actually going to be one of my talking points. Just like this is in a decade, not too, too well, long before our not own. too long before our own. And then I they date. And then too, they date the movie by mentioning President Kennedy. I know. I have that whole thing memorized. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> In an early year of a decade, not too long yeah. before our own, yes. the human race suddenly oh, encountered. By the way, oh my gosh, I had to completely re-record a new intro for the Claw episode because I realized I muted the wrong person. 
Who did you mute? I muted me. So when I was doing it, you even sent a message and said like, hey. Can't hear you. I can't hear you. And then when I listened back, it's nothing but silence. Just like two instances of Jimmy. So I had to like, oh, frick. I had to go and re-record the whole intro again until I got to mailman by day, actor by night. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, that was that was a day. Uh, well, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Anyways. it was. All right. So uh, apparently only you can mute yourself. So <laughs> once I introduce yourself, you can unmute. I just want to do that to play it safe in case you like laugh or anything. Can you still hear me? Yes. Hello to you as well, Jimmy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Ow. Okay. Hold on. Need a better joke than that. Um... So, you know, let's see what he has to say. Future Nate, this is where that segment goes. <laughs> All right. And now we are skipping ahead to we have had the weird conversation. He's high on everything. Well, they're all natural, though. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, if you're, if you're going to get high, might might not make it all natural. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I just hit record, and I think that was the first line that got recorded. No. Yes, <laughs> it's perfect. Come on, bring on the mescaline. You can do it. <laughs> That's a naturally occurring substance. What? Just lick a toad. You'll be fine. I lick toads mm. daily. We did, I'm, we, when we did, uh, what's it, uh, the magic serpent, we didn't talk about licking that damn toad. You got, oh, that's <laughs> right. Oh, I totally missed it. See, I'm not, a, I, I don't use drugs. I was a good kid, so I, I didn't even think of that. that was, yeah, that's, that's me. I wouldn't have thought of that. I've never, I've, I, I, I don't touch a drug. I've never touched a drug. Well, <laughs> ibuprofen. Okay. okay. Well, well, yeah. Well, we're talking about the illegal stuff. <laughs> oh, the stuff that oh, should be well, legal. Yeah. I was gonna say, if that's the case, that if I be, we're counting ibuprofen, then I should probably be in rehab. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, all it. of us, all of us. Anyway, right. anyway so uh, I think what I'm gonna do is you will come in, Danny, right after I finish uh, introducing Damon, and we banter a little bit, and then I'll lead into it by saying something like. Oh, Dr. Dorif is calling? Well, let's see what he has to say today, you know, and hit the button, and then you talk, all right? You got it. Yeah, so, uh, Damon, let's do a little bit of, like, so that way I know where to splice it in. Let's do that lead-up right there. So how... God, it's not organic at all, Um, (laughs) which is ironic considering who we have on the line. He's very organic. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, or either that, or we could just go right into it, and you and I can do the lead up when we record. I think that would be, I think that would be better because okay. because uh, it's it's it needs to be that kind of weird banter needs to be organic to. Okay. The, I to think I. that that's fine. I think I will at the very least, just for the sake of this recording, I'm going to say. And now we go to. Always like, and what does he have to say today? That's we'll lead it in with that, and then we'll go for, I'd say about three minutes or so, you know, okay. and, uh, and just uh, react to his weirdness about Audrey too. <laughs> oh joy! Are you ready? Are you ready? We're throwing you in deep, Damon. <laughs> I, hey, let's. I'm an actor. I can I can improv. I think I am a thespian, <laughs> master thespian, if you please. Uh, yes. Yes. Yes, quite. quite. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta need, throw that in there. I need my monocle for that. Yes, <laughs> quite. <clears throat> yes, yes, quite, bully. Uh, uh, actually, we uh, <laughs> we came up with a we came up with a bit for where uh, where Nate gets dragged along by WHG three to 
like a high school reunion or to like him meeting up with a bunch of his old snooty British friends. Mm, <laughs> and yes, Danny yes, was yes, going to yes, play yes, about yes. three of them. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd just do, yes, yes, uh, I'm a big fan of your show. Yes, bully. <laughs> yes, yes. Great big fan indeed. Very, very nice. Oh, I enjoy listening to your little podcast on the radio. <laughs> oh, you gotta get, like, you can yes, almost what? hear him talking through the mustache. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I know who all of WHG, who's going to play all of WHG3's friends. Anyway, Dr. Doroth. <laughs> Right. Okay, here we go. So, Ooh, all, right. Creepy. all right, so like I said, I will give you a signal and then we'll get into it. <laughs> you guys need a moment. I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm okay, good. here we go. All right. Well, let's see what the good doctor has for us today. Always down here, always waiting. <laughs> Good luck with the rest of your broadcast. Click. All right. <laughs> wow. That wasn't creepy at all. Uh, no. Well, what's funny is I was waiting for, I was waiting for, oh, I dated an, uh, an Audrey once. <laughs> no, I, I completely went off. I went off script. I mean, uh, he script? always does. And then, you you, you should have heard it, Damon. He was, uh, I was like, I dated an Audrey once. It's like, oh, and then she left you for the sadistic dentist. I am the sadistic dentist. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't end up using that. That'll, that'll wow. probably come back around. If you ever do the uh, 60s uh, version of Little Shop, <laughs> that I'll, I'll work it in on that. Uh, I've, uh, I'm half expecting it at some point. <laughs> did you Did you actually get to watch it? Have Unfortunately, it? I couldn't find the time. I wanted to, though, but I need to actually squeeze in, and I've never seen it in its entirety. It's it's, like, it's, it's easy to find. Yeah, it's, it's on really, Tubi really and every too. other streaming service. It was filmed in five days, I think. Two. It's, it's, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. It was in it's the. the it was shot mostly in one day, and then the next day they edited it and had it in the can in under forty-eight hours. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was pretty quick. And yep. Yep. Shows. yep. Yeah, it, it does. It is a. It... Now, shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> I've got a nice big list of. Also, Faustian. Yes, I, uh, I have several. Have uh, I have several as well, but. The, I, have, I think I've got at least one or two that you don't have on your list. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I found a very long list, let me tell you. Well, I one of them is another musical um, um, yes. that started as a play and then was turned into a movie in okay, 1955. We'll talk about, okay, we'll, we'll talk about that. Are we going to do this right now? No, we can do it no, right well, now. Give me a minute. I was... Uh, All right. So what ends up happening, the Faustian bargain... Why not both? Yeah, it's like the meme, right? You know, exactly. why not both? And if any of this sounds familiar beyond just, you know, even just the movie that we're talking about, there's a reason for that. Like I said, it's an incredibly common motif. I found a very long list of examples, <laughs> and yep. I decided I'm only going to highlight the ones that are that resonate with me or I think would be pertinent to the kaiju lovers who are listening oh, to this right now. Okay, interesting. So uh, I know you have a list as well. So I'll fill in the gaps here. Yeah, and there. So I have Death Note, the manga and anime, yeah. and there's some live action <sighs> movies as well. Did that's, not even think about that one. Yeah, yeah. it's a, now that's a Shinigami. It's a death god. You know, a, you know, a grim reaper, you could say, but it's still True. the same thing. Here, I'll True. let you use the Death Note to get power, but you're going to pay for it later. Right. Yeah. Ghost Rider, the Marvel character. That is... Almost this, a literal. That's textbook. 
Yeah, that's very textbook. In fact, if you read the first issue he's in, he literally calls out the name of Satan to make his bargain. Yeah, Johnny yeah. Blaze. Good old Johnny Blaze. Ah, uh, Johnny. Yeah, uh, but that. But then they retconned it later to say it was Mephisto. Oh, Mephistopheles? Miss Mephisto? That makes sense, doesn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I wonder where that came from. It's like, it's like as if comic book writers were very well-read people. What, literate comic book writers? No. What? Yeah, <laughs> although then, relatedly, you get to one of the worst comic book stories ever. Spider-Man, one more day. I am going to say nothing of it or else I will rant for another hour. You and I had this discussion off, 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 off the air, way off the air. But before we, we both ranted about it. Yeah, it is, it's one of the worst things ever ruined Spider-Man for me. And just, yeah, I'll just leave it yeah. at that. Uh, Hellblazer, or you might know it as the movie Constantine. There is a storyline called Dangerous Habits where he tricks the lords of hell into curing his cancer. <laughs> And him being able to keep his soul. Yep. Uh, Paralandra by C.S. Lewis. There's a character named mm -hmm. Professor Weston who offers his soul to Satan for free and gets nothing in return. And then there's and horrible results because stupid. of it. That's just stupid, dude. You can't, don't, don't just give it away. Yeah. Yeah. That was, no. that was dumb move. Dumb move, Weston. Dumb move. And then another one that I, this was uh, written by a playwright, but it's a novel. The Picture of Dorian Gray. Yes. That's yes. a very classic literary one where you have a young man who sells his soul for eternal youth. But he doesn't sell it to a devil. He no, it's kind of to that, it was to a, you know, a painting of himself and the painting gets older. The painting ages and, and suffers the, the decadence that he heaps upon himself. Yes. And so he never ages, he never feels the effects of alcohol and uh, libidinous behavior. And it, Oscar Wilde was a very libidinous person so mm -hmm. it made perfect sense for him to write something like this the only mm -hmm. only book he ever wrote so yeah yeah he was a playwright for the most part yeah yeah and, it's, a, uh, it's a fascinating novel by the way if you haven't yes, read it, it people you should it's it's oh a, absolutely it's you should it's fantastic it's, it's and, it was like it was like a twilight zone story but before the twilight zone because <laughs> there's a twist ending <laughs> there's a very twist ending in yeah. fact if you've seen uh, league of extraordinary gentlemen dorian gray is a character yeah, in, in the movie in the not movie in the novel. Yes. The portraits, not, not, in the not in the comic, I should say. Yeah. The portraits in the comic, but he yeah. is not. Yeah. And then uh, another comic book character, Spawn. Yes. Not a, the biggest fan of Spawn, but it technically fits the motif. So there you go. Um, in a, in its own little way, you could also include Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, because Anakin makes a deal with Palpatine, the Emperor, Who's essentially oh, who may as well be the devil because he's yeah, just evil incarnate. You, you, it's not even it's not even a veiled. It's like you know, come and stand by my side. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. will teach you the. I will teach you how to save your wife. Yes. That you're not supposed to have, but that's beside the point. Yes. And then <laughs> this was interesting. I hadn't thought of this, but it's tech. I, I it would fit. It's a weird fit, but it's a fit. Transformers the movie. Oh, Megatron it's a, it's a, and Unicron. It's a, it is a stretch, but yeah, I can see it. I a can little see bit it. of a stretch. There aren't quite as many consequences other than the fact that he's supposed to be absolutely obedient to Unicron, and anytime he steps out of line, Unicron says, "You can't do that." <sighs> you know, I've got a I've got a movie that is kind of a stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got the same thing. Yeah, but it is a, it is a comedy. Yeah, uh, not a comedy comedy, but um, a Tom Hanks movie called Big. 
Oh yes, yes. With yeah, he the makes deal uh, with, with the fortune teller the, machine. With the Zoltan machine gives him what he wants. He has it, and after months, finds out that it is not what he wants. Yes, none of it is what he wants. And he becomes a wiser child because of this at the end. And I thought that was, I mean, yes, it's one where he actually gets what he wants eventually, or he, he realizes what he wants isn't what he asked for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when he goes back, he's like, now I get it. Okay, I understand. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's an important thing because he's, he's a child who makes, he makes a child's wish, a child's deal with the devil, so to speak, and is not he's hurt I mean you that first scene where he's all alone in an apartment in the big city it's heartbreaking how terrified he is mm -hmm. with what with what's going on and yet he grows from it he accepts what's happened to him and he learns he learns a, a valuable lesson which I guess goes back to the uh, the original intent mm -hmm. he is redeemed at the end mm -hmm. uh, which I find fascinating mm -hmm. there yeah. is Go ahead. I was just saying, I only have one more. Again, okay. pertinent to the audience, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this for my co-host in common, <laughs> Travis Alexander, but Common Writer Revice, which is the current Common Writer show. Really? Yeah. I didn't know this about the show, but the characters in that have quote-unquote inner demons that they bring out by making contracts with them through a device called the Vistamp. Interesting. And I, I read that like subtly. That show seems a little more interesting. It's still freaking weird. <laughs> yeah. Because I've well. seen some some footage from it. Like, what the heck? But it suddenly sounds a little more interesting. So, what are a few more examples you have? And then I want us to talk about the endings. I have movie. okay. I have got a uh, one novel that just this really just leaped to mind, and it's a Stephen King novel called Needful Things. Oh yes, I've heard about that. Needful things. It has a shop owner who gives people supposedly what they want if they do a little, you know, public mayhem first. And usually these are these are garbage items in reality, but to the person who has them, they are the end all be all. One is like a baseball card, you know, like a mint unique baseball card. The one that I, I remember extremely well is our Elvis's glasses uh, oh. from his uh, 1970 resurgence and they're not really that that's what she sees and when she puts on she is with Elvis near near that time period when he still has a little bit of charisma but he's not at his best but that's the that's the one she loves I mean she has velvet paintings of him all over her, her house whatever but she has to go do a deed that's the only payment everything is free at needful things but you have to do this little favor for him and it's like throwing a baseball through somebody's window that you don't know because it all culminates in this cascade of everybody hating everybody else and going after people that they have hidden resentments for it's it's an indictment on small towns and the secrets that they keep as well as everybody wants something and is willing to do anything for it yeah um and i, I just and Yes, they get their comeuppance. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think that uh, you know, it, that goes back to why it resonates so much. It's you know people have these intense desires for something and they're willing to do anything for it. I mean, like yeah. like if you look at it logically, Faust's bargain didn't make any sense. He got to have no. twenty four years of absolute bliss, but then his 
eternal soul burns in hell for all <laughs> forever. Yeah, I'm he like, he, he chose the wrong thing. <laughs> Speaking of that, now in some in some Faustian myth cycles, they, he asks for immortality mm-hmm. uh, rather than just twenty four years. And there is a 1972 movie from uh, from England called The Asphyx, A-S-P-H-Y-X. Mm. It is. It involves a British squire who, in the 19th century, uh, who searches for immortality and achieves it by literally bottling up the spirit of the dead. The twist is revealed at the end that while immortal, he continues to age from Victorian London to 1970s modern at the time. Oh no. Um, so the, if the makeup budget had and the techniques had been better, the reveal would have paid off better. As it was, it was kind of just nasty. And just, it looked like oatmeal on his face. But the idea behind it, that it's not necessarily a deal with the devil, but he is stopping himself from dying because he bottled up his own aspects, mm. his own spirit of it. Everybody has their own. It's a little bit more of a variation on Dorian Gray. A little bit, but it's still got that same element because he did not get what he wanted. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, then there are a few movies in here that I really like. Uh, 1967, Bedazzled, starring Peter Cook and Dudley yes. Moore. Mm-hmm. And that One got remade the greatest, in the 90s, if I remember correctly. The remake, okay, the remake is eh, whatever. Ghosts, watch the original. The dry British humor of Peter Cook is just, it's mwah, chef's kiss. It is gorgeous. It's It's very good. Um, Devil's Advocate, 1987, mm-hmm. starring Keanu Reeves and Al Pacino. Uh, that is literally a deal with the devil because Pacino is the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure all of our viewers and listeners have seen that. Yeah, <laughs> and probably. Uh, another one that's kind of related. I wasn't going to bring it up, but it's around the same time frame. Uh, time frame. But it's a very, very different sort of movie. But even Arnold had to almost made the deal with the devil in End of Days. This is true. Yeah. But it was more and like kudos, it almost happened. Try, it was ma- the offer was made, but he did not take it. <laughs> because he's <True>. Arnold. <laughs> yeah, Arnold doesn't need any help from the devil. He's got his own stuff together. <laughs> there is also um four movies in this series, the Wishmaster series. Oh, yeah, starting Wishmaster. in 1997. Mm-hmm. But this is a genie mm-hmm. who takes people's wishes and ironically twists them to, you know have the worst possible outcome for whoever makes wishes which is of course what we expect now we expect wishes to be turned back upon themselves yes um and the last one is another comedy that uh, it's not really much of a stretch uh but uh it's called stay tuned from 1992 starring john ritter and pam dauber uh they get a new television from this shady individual and the television shows are all ironic and hell-based like different <laughs> strokes is about old people having strokes oh, <laughs> and you know little things like that it's uh it's hilarious in its own way i gotta i'm gonna look up and see get some of the other yeah there it is it's it's ridiculously it's ironically funny because it's not a particularly good movie and one of the reviews says, yes, the devil made me watch this. So that'll give you an idea. Uh, okay. Three men and Rosemary's baby. Sadistic hidden videos. You can't win. Underworld wrestling league. Autopsies of the rich and famous. Oh, jeez. Northern overexposure. Oh, no. 30 something to life. 
Oh no. The silencer of the lambs. Oh no. Meet the Mansons. Oh no. Uh, my three sons of. Oh no. Allow that one through. Uh, Saturday Night Dead. Uh, the Exorcist. Oh no. Home Shoplifting Channel. Oh jeez. Uh, see, uh, start. Uh, there's a, a, a Star Trek Next Generation spoof on there, which I don't really recall, but I'm sure it's horrible. Um, hockey game, Angels versus Devils. <laughs> these are Driving, all the things on the TV. These are all the things they're doing channel flips throughout the entire movie. And now, John Ritter and Pam Dauber are the married couple, and they get sucked into the television. And so the kids are flipping, and every now and then they'd see their parents on these shows. Uh, driving over Miss Daisy. Oh, jeez. Um, let's see. The Beverly Hills 90666. Oh, <laughs> I love Lucifer. <laughs> the Golden Ghouls. <laughs> Murder She Likes. <laughs> Facts of Life Support. <laughs> Fresh, pin- uh, Fresh Prince of Darkness. <laughs> Unmarried with children. I should have been and, hitting that button more. I know. And this is the last one. David Dukes of Hazard. Oh, that one's go. awful. That one's terrible. But those are the sh- those those are literally all the shows that are flipped flipped by as this thing goes. Now, eventually, they do get out of the television because it is a comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't really... The only lesson learned is not to watch as much television. Oh, okay. As funny and as so that not, is, if that's all that comes out of it, okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's it was not a... I, I remember seeing it. It's not a particularly good movie, but it's John Ritter and, and at, when he was still able to do Pratt Falls and still funny. So I, I yeah. enjoyed it for yeah. what it was because I knew it wasn't going to last for any, any yeah. much longer. But. Yeah. Oh, well. But now, like I said, we're coming to the end of our discussion. We need to talk about <sighs> the two endings of this movie. That one's not that great. Go see the stage play with Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Lovett. Brilliant. She's awesome. The part was literally written for her by Sondheim. He saw her performing in something else when he was younger, and he met her afterwards and said, I'm going to write a, a play for you. And she said, oh, that's wonderful, darling, and didn't believe him. Cue, like, a few years later, she comes in to audition for this new play, and he's sitting behind the desk, and he says, I bet you don't remember who remember meeting me. She says, no, I don't. He says, I came up and told you I was going to write a part for you, and the part is Mrs. Lovett. You're the only one auditioning. And she had to take it and she she absolutely loved it and loved her time doing it and it's dark and evil and nasty and nobody wins nobody wins because and it's it's still funny it's gruesomely funny but it's you know funny those are the kinds of things that i enjoy as musicals and the patreon shout outs wrong uh, button march <laughs> <laughs> Hello, patrons! <laughs> what, what sound bank do I need? Okay, there it is. I switched to the wrong one. Wow. <laughs> we have all fired live. the patrons. Into it's space. all live, folks. <laughs> fired into space. Wow. Shot into space. On to the Genesis planet. <laughs> I think the Romulans are dead now, sir. Shut up, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, like you haven't made any mistakes before, Jimmy. Genesis, <laughs> very
Oh, you don't make mistakes? I beg to differ. You died once. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So how are we going to do this? Uh, just like we did before. <laughs> I just need to come up with the confounded list because I never, I, I always forget to write them down because <laughs> I'm terrible. Do you, although, do you the, although yeah. I'm going to be a jerk. I'm going to be a jerk because he decided to take a month or so off. Michael doesn't get mentioned. <laughs> really? You're going to snub Michael for this? Well, he quit Patreon. <laughs> Uh, okay, you know what? Uh, that uh, I get it. Okay, yeah, I get it. He's, uh, he did. He's you know he's not paying for the privilege anymore. You know? There you go. He doesn't get the perks. Yeah, he doesn't get the perks. He didn't make his Faustian deal with me. So you know what? You know what the problem was? Too many battleship sound effects. He, he had to spend all his money. He had to use that money for for drinking. You know? <laughs> I too used to drink a lot. Actually, I didn't. But anyway. <laughs> That's an inside joke with Michael and I. <laughs> I, too, used to drink a lot. All right. So uh, we will leave him out. Once he gets back onto the Patreon rocker, <laughs> he'll get his shout-out again. <laughs> Great. Let him feel sure the sting it. of... And, I, and I'm, no. sure, I'm sure it will hurt him to his deepest core. And that's all that matters. Yes, that's all that matters. Although sometimes I'm not sure there's anything in that core to hurt. Alcohol? <laughs> uh, anyway. <clears throat> I will play the proper soundbite. <laughs> we can do this because it's late and we need to go. All right. Yes. <clears throat> uh, with Travis Alexander, my co-host in common. Switch to the right soundbank, Marchand. All right. Yes. Yes, quite. Anyway, Jimmy. Slurp. Sorry. <laughs> A little parched. That's fine. Hello, patrons. <laughs> you can edit that out in post, right? Yes. <laughs> All right. Jimmy. All right. Okay, let me start that over. So let me play those live right now. I have sure. those saved on here. Nothing else that's good for the soundboard audio. I don't know how it'll sound on here. I found out that one of the stupid things about Zencaster is if you played something that went on for a relatively long time, like 15, 20 seconds or more, mm -hmm. the sound quality slowly degrades. It's stupid. Really? Yeah, wow. it's incredibly stupid. So I'll be curious, but if you play things that are short, it's fine. Hmm. You know, so that sounds fine on, of course, you know, on, uh, on Zencaster, but or know. the battleship sound. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Alternately, the photon torpedo. <laughs> I love hatreds. <laughs> That's just like your favorite thing, though, isn't it? Just <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> Let me see. Where did I hide this? I'll mute us both, at least on the soundboard, and I will play those. 